welcome back to our sixth, wow, sixth unusual F-Pod. And I'm just going to tell you that the title is going to be determined depending on how this all shakes out. So, I am Jesse, and this week I am joined by some pretty stupendous and fabulous effortistas. Um, the problem is that I'm supposed to start by sharing something good that happened in the last two weeks, and I am already stuck. Um, so I'm going to share something goodish. Um, and my goodish is that in the uh, classical Uruguay Derby um, penural tied. So that's not bad. Oh, no, I have a good. I have a good. Hello, I have a good. I am on the Unusual Efforts pod with Kirsten and Megan. <laughs> That's great. Cheater. <laughs> I have to say it for you. Now we can't use that. What, what? Yeah. Sorry. Listen, you put me in charge. I cheat. Anyway, um, uh, you guys, jump on in. Who, who wants to give us a good or a goodish or, you know, cheat a little bit? Well, I guess I can go because at least one person was excited last week when we were, or two weeks ago, when we were live recording and Gladbach was beating Bayern and Gladbach won again and they're second and, you know, who's not first? Who is not, not first, Kirsten? In Bayern, yes. It's That's the lovely. most important thing on our new care <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely time in the Bundesliga right now when it's oh. finally competitive and finally exciting. And, oh, yeah, I'm Kirsten, and um, I am also glad to be here recording with these lovely, lovely effortistas, but we should probably also say that maybe we're a little sad that Sonia's not here. So we're a little sad that Sonia's not here, but Sonia's doing something really um, important. So she gets a... She gets a pass only because her excuse is that she, she is voting. <gasps> yes. She gets a sticker and maybe something more. Maybe. Depending. Maybe. We'll, t- we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Sonia, thank you for doing democracy and voting up there in Canada. Um, Megan. Yes. Hello. I'm Megan. Um, my something happy was going to be, well, it still is, um, St. Louis Drew against OKC Energy. Nil to nil, um, which is probably the happiest I've ever been about a zero zero game. <laughs> and they made it to the playoffs for the first time in club history. And then they promptly lost to um, Orange County four to nothing on Saturday. So, okay, <laughs> but, but there was hope for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan, we got to be a little vicariously happy about this because you um, did our effort insta takeover. Institute. I don't know. I'm trying. You guys, again, if you allow me to take over, things will happen. I don't know if they're good things. They're. I'm trying. Effort. Effort tends to take. Whatever. Megan, cut me off here and just tell us it's taking over the Instagram. <laughs> so we went to the game. I went with my 11 year old cousin, which is always fun when you take a kid to a game. Um, and I was able to share the joys of St. Louis. It was. It ended up not only being record breaking in that they made it to the playoffs but also it was a record high attendance for the game. So uh, that's always awesome. It's getting better, especially with the looming idea of MLS possibly coming again. Um, <laughs> so you might be hearing more out of St. Mm-hmm. Louis soon. But I think that the USL game, one of the things that's special about it is that you get to see these teams that are really like <sighs> local and that 
kind of supporter culture that comes with like a really local team, which for St. Louis, we have the St. Luligans. Um, I was kind of across the field from them, but <laughs> they were, they liked our post. So that was nice. Um, and again, best zero to zero game I've ever seen. <laughs> That's great. I loved the Instagram. It was so, the picture of you and your cousin was so cute. That was cute. That was really oh, and we got to run on the field. That was the best part. Uh, we ran on the field and watched fireworks because they had fireworks after the game. So we got to just like sit on the turf and watch the game, watch the fireworks with the players because the players were out there too. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> We've had some really great Insta takeovers from yeah. from some really like wonderful people and wonderful places. Right after you did, um, mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing this right because she's so great. Malin or Malin? Wait, wait. Did Giselle not do one in between there? In between? Did we talk about Giselle's? I don't think it was very much. No, I think it was just that it wasn't, it either didn't really happen or wasn't. Sorry, Giselle. Um, I think she tried to do one at Wembley, but everyone should know that Wembley has really, really shit reception. So if you're (laughs) heading for Wembley... Wembley, uh, and you, <laughs> yeah, and you want to do an Instagram takeover. Um, you might need to take some sort of technology booster uh, <laughs> to to make that work out. Anyway, okay, continue on with. Let's go to Sweden. Okay, let's Jesse. let's go to Sweden. Um, yeah. Giselle, I promise we didn't ignore you because you're a Man United fan. We do really, really like you. Um, <laughs> uh, but Malin, um is a Swedish tista. I'm adding tista to everything. Just, you know, just own it. Um, and is it somehow an, an Arsenal fan, which is very interesting. Um, and also just When great. she and comes on the pod, we'll make her explain. Explain that, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Uh, we'll get her history. And she took over the Instagram for the Stockholm Derby. Yeah. And do you remember how to say those names? She taught us. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely do, but I was going to let you guys do it instead. Because I'm very, just, I'm I feel like, like that. we should have found that recording and just held it up to the microphone. <laughs> there were a lot of umlauts. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was really helpful. I love that she, at the beginning, did a few little videos that explained why we were going to this particular game and what it meant in terms of the standings and both like her passion for it. Um, I'm not, I'm obviously not saying that anyone who does an instant takeover needs to do the same thing, but it really helped to kind of put it in focus and also to teach us silly non Swedish people or Mm -hmm. not the locale where you're going, how to say it briefly. I remember it right now. (laughs) <laughs> I think what I'm loving the most about the Insta Takeovers is that it really does teach you about different teams and matches and places, but also about our effortistas, that whoever takes it over, you really get sort of a glimpse through their eyes. This is really yes, nice. Yes, and that's that's really the point that we wanted to do. And sorry, men, but we really wanted to make sure that we were putting the eyes, <clears throat> the view that you're seeing through the eyes of not men because it sometimes definitely is different perspective and it's going to be different from person to person, obviously, but we wanted to make sure that this focus that's so often 
not behind the camera in the official media that you see is at least out there somewhere. So if you are an effortista and you love to take pictures and love to share your experiences, well, we would love to have you on our Instagram to just get in touch through Instagram, through Twitter, through email, whatever. Just uh, let us know what game you want and we'll take it from there. So speaking of games that you want or teams that you want, we, no, I promise this is going to be a smooth transition. Is it? (laughs) Ew, sorry. I wasn't going there. Um, Games that you want. Think like Scrabble. How can, okay, later when we're not recording, you Scrabble can get dirty, I promise. Oh, you guys have so much to teach me. Okay. So, um, oh no, now I'm distracted. Um, so I'm just thinking about you playing Scrabble with Torgan. Like this is just okay. Oh, anyway. That's going on my fantasy ballot. <laughs> um, how did each of us? And I know we've spoken this about this sort of tangentially or or briefly in the past. But the question for part one of episode six is: How did we each find our favorite teams? And huh. What makes us keep loving them? <laughs> that part is a little harder. <laughs> Especially I think it's Megan go first because she actually wrote about this for assuming she's gonna take yeah. the same team. Yeah. She actually wrote about this really early <laughs> on with her initial efforts. But I think now we want to know why she's still loving mm-hmm. the team. So that's what she like, nah, I've moved on. No, yeah, I just got rid of RB Leipzig. I hate them now. Mm. That's definitely not the scarf behind me. Um, (laughs) So, yes, obviously, mine is RB Leipzig, which I did write about. um, And I'm so thankful for that. But um, it started, for those of you who haven't read it, that um, I had some players on there. It was just one of those things. Like, you have a few players that you like, and so you start watching a team for no reason reason because I was interested in the Bundesliga but I didn't have any team that was like mine that I felt was mine and um they weren't even in the Bundesliga then but I was watching for Terrence Boyd and Ronnie Kadira basically and they were the only (laughs) reason I watched this team I'm like "Eh, two players let's see where it goes they're in the second division everybody hates them and so it's always fun to you know like something that everybody hates (laughs) And one of the things is, I feel like a lot of the criticism is necessarily, um, not that it's not warranted, but some of it goes a bit extreme, which is one of the things with other fan groups, they'll, you know, slash tires of away fans and um, say that they deserve to be on trains to concentration camps and throw dead bulls heads onto the field. Just, (laughs) well, okay, well, sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just normal fan stuff. Right. And banter. <laughs> Megan, we call that uh, locker fan banter. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, they can't really be this bad, right? And I was in Germany and got to, I went to the training just on a whim. I decided to get tickets to Leipzig, go to the free And um, they, it was Ronnie Kadira's first training back from injury, I think. It was something like that. Um, and I just saw, I, number one, I saw the, like, under-eight team, I think it was. It was 
practicing right before the official first team practice, which was just completely cute. Cute. Just watching eight-year-old kids play soccer is fun. And then all of them coming over to watch the first team practice after they were finished with their own practice. Um, it wasn't the picture that I'd um, imagined. You know, you just see this corporate giant is what you think of RB Leipzig as. And um, there were, you know, cute kids and people who actually cared about them from the city. It was that they have no family. Yeah. So, he... Uh, Went, I went and, um, you know, got to meet the players then because they were just walking. They were, like, changing in a trailer because their um, official training complex wasn't built yet. <laughs> so you, they just walked by um, and talked to you and stuff. And then I went for um, a game. And I missed the game because of buses and the train strike. The great train strike of 2015 in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and um, some of the players at home the night before, they were all willing to like talk. And um, there was a little kid who got brought over and got to meet his favorite player and did an interview with him. And it was all just very, it seemed very local. And, like, they actually cared about their fans, which is not the impression that you get. Right. But then, fast forward to now in 2018, <laughs> where those both of those players are gone, and I'm still watching. Um, and for me, I think it's a lot of how much, like, how I felt like I was at home there. I went to other stadiums. I went to, like, six different games in the five months I was in Germany. And that was the only time that I felt at home. It just felt like natural. And the fans have been amazingly welcoming of an American <laughs> trying to poorly speak German. <laughs> Very poorly. Um, but they're completely welcoming of that and supportive. Uh, and I still have some that I talk to, even though it's been years. And even when, you know, the coach makes stupid comments like, Politics has no place in football. <laughs> well, as we know, there's no racism in Germany. so Exactly. It's, there's know, no racism in Germany, and there's no place for politics in football. Right. Just ask right. St. Pauli. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fan club, seeing the fan group's responses to that and different ways that they've tried to point out, you know, this is our club, too, and we don't agree with that statement, is something that really need me... Um, I think it was something that I even thought of more when we were talking about the Ronaldo thing. Like, mm-hmm. your club can make stupid decisions right. <laughs> or stupid comments or more than stupid. But seeing the fans respond to that and vocally say, we don't agree with this and trying to change the situation for the better is something that I love. So really, ultimately, for me, it all comes down to actually the other fans. Mm. That's great. That, that sense of community that yeah. you fit in, you know, not only with the team, that you love the, the, the culture itself. So we put this yeah. out to to our Twitterverse, to our, you know, Unusual Apertistas, and um, we got a, a, a lot of really great and interesting responses, but I did want to read one to you, Megan, um, well, to both of you, to all of you, um, but from, specifically from at Black Vanilla 101, Izana wrote, Bayern, 
because I can easily access all their games on Fox Sports and the Adidas outlet near, uh, outlet near my home sells a bunch of their gear. So this was Byron for you, but you know how I feel about uh, accessibility of yeah. matches. <laughs> and I love the... I love the pointedness of this because I, when when I cannot access my games when when I don't even remember um, what's my what's my gold that I can't get that makes NBC me cranky gold NBC gold man <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to uh, I guess Fox Sports Bullock for making Black Vanilla One Hundred One Byron fan. Well, the, now the USL games are on ESPN Plus. Like they used to be on YouTube for free for everyone, <laughs> and now it's ESPN Plus. That was a little side. Yeah. Button. Which at least is a good shout out to ESPN Plus for one good. Uh, ESPN for one good thing that ESPN Plus is a fairly good service, and it doesn't seem to have the same issues as NBC has. Right. Which is nice. Um. But we've already talked about that, so we probably yeah. don't need to go back to it. Yeah. We did have a couple of other um, interesting Germany shout-outs from, from Match Day May. Uh, Michael Ballack is the reason why I follow both the German national team and Chelsea. Um, I sort of forgot that Michael Ballack was at Chelsea. Um, the World Cup was on <laughs> in 2006. Jersey. And even in a household of Argentina and Brazil supporters, something about Ballack caught my eye. When he went to Chelsea, I followed um, that was I, the same. Mayday May is the same person who we talked about Lampard last time, correct? I'm pretty sure. I believe so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And and so there, there's, you know, it's interesting how many people sort of went with players mm-hmm. versus teams, which is really interesting. June, um, who we're going to talk about in a sec. Uh, wrote June 27th, tw- I love this narrative, June 27th, 2017, Manuel Neuer punted the football 80-some yards down the pitch right into the hands of Miro Klosa to open the scoring in Germany's 4-1 win over England. I fell in love on the spot. I blame him for all the football-related emotional trauma I've suffered since. <laughs> June, I think there actually is a specific kind of therapy for that because I have tried um, to find it. So if anybody knows, is a football therapist, Please uh, at Mimsicality and me. Uh, and, and actually, start support because we need to have you on this podcast yeah. yes. and give yeah. us some therapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, um, Kirsten, you're up. What team well, are you going to tell us about? <laughs> okay, a couple things first. Since we were talking about June, mm. um, everybody needs to stay tuned because she has an amazing piece coming up on the website about. A little bit about Neuer, but in general about goalkeeping and queerness. And I just edited it today, not that it needed a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And it, I was writing, trying to do my edits on one of my own pieces. And I was just thinking, oh, I wish, I wish I could write like this. It's amazing. You will want to read that. So be on the lookout for it. Um, another thing, if our... Sound quality has just dropped to our technical producer, Ross. Um, very, very sorry. For some reason, my headphones have stopped working despite their power still being on. I can't hear a damn thing through them. So <laughs> now uh, 
my recording is going to have the lovely voices of Jesse and Megan in it as well. So if something's going on when y'all are listening to this, I do apologize. And I'm really sorry I sprung for the expensive headphones because apparently it does not matter. But hey, speaking of Ross, Ross actually chimed in and told us about his team. Oh, right. Now, if I were really mean, because you did put me in charge, I could say, Ross said, I am a huge Tottenham fan. I have never loved anything more than Tottenham in my whole bearded, tall life. That does not seem see, like something. <laughs> then I could see if Ross really listens to our podcast. However, just in case he is listening right now, I will not. So, <laughs> Ross He Ross suddenly, said, like, dumps all of the episodes of that have come before this. Hi, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and Ross said, for real, I didn't choose Leeds. Leeds chose me, unfortunately. Ultimately, I had no say in the matter. My dad was and is a mad Leeds fan, and it is a way of bonding. And I absolutely get that. And I want to know, Ross, you didn't tell us if Molly is a Leeds fan and if you are giving her any say in the matter. So we want to follow up to that one. You know, speaking of that, sometimes I envy these people that are born into it. You know, I think that we get a lot of responses from the U.S. in particular um, because we're the ones that aren't born with it. So we have the story to tell with how we got there. But then I remember that my father is a Mariners fan. And uh, for those of you who don't watch baseball, they're like the only team that has never been to the World Series. I was going to ask what sport that was. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess if um, he'd actually been a soccer fan and he had influenced me, I would, you know, well... Then again, I ended up with Aston Villa as my first team, so <laughs> I'm not sure if it could have been much worse, but uh, <laughs> still, I don't, I, I think I'd be about the same as Ross right now if my father had guided me down the soccer path. Um, anyway, I forgot the question, possibly because I'm distracted by my cat who is named after a footballer. <laughs> well... I, so that the question is, how did we each find our favorite teams and what makes us keep loving them? And I am wondering, as I'm which looking at this I'm cat, which team you're going to choose? Well, I mean, I talked about Napoli last time, and I'm pretty sure I gave the entire story of how I, how I fell for Napoli. So, and I, I feel like that I also too, yeah. Um, so I've got like five more teams to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm going to do something, um, that could end up getting people a little angry at me. Um, about, I want to say at least a year ago, maybe longer, there was somebody on our Twitter who rightly, I think, condemned us for talking about a right way and a wrong way to support football and it was because we said something about how well it was basically diminishing women who like the sport because the men who play it are attractive and this person wanted to make it clear that no that's a you know own it 
if that's the reason that you like it, that shouldn't be a less legitimate reason to enjoy a sport. Right. You know, that's just another way it, of shaming women, essentially. And since then, we've tried not to do that. So um, along the same veins, I'd like to talk about how I picked two of my millions of teams. Um, I actually started out as I, I owned a partisan scarf and a Dortmund jersey. And <laughs> for those of you who haven't been listening regularly or haven't been paying attention to me for like five years, I don't know what's wrong with you, but <laughs> shall explain that, um, Partisan is Red Star's ultimate nemesis, I suppose. And while Dortmund isn't so much Gladbach's, you know, direct rival, they do share the Bo Russia name and they're not, it's not like you can really like one and like the other at the same time. Um, but I, I started liking Dortmund just because everyone liked Dortmund at the time. It was the hipster thing to do um but I wasn't really all that into it I just wanted them to win that one Champions League final back in what 2014 was that is that right Megan when they played Bayern when it was all German yeah um and then uh actually was a guy that prompted me to buy the partisan scarf I'm not gonna lie I knew nothing about it uh, knew nothing about the Serbian clubs, but um, he was cute, and I wanted, I was, that was about the time that I was really embracing the Balkans and wanting to get more into things, and I just uh, decided, okay, I'll be a Partizan fan, because it felt like they were the lesser club, like less people supported them, but really I just didn't know anything <laughs> at that time. Um, anyway, so I had those two clubs and then, um, and, but I wasn't really that attached to them. And then I, um, moved, moved to Montenegro, then moved to Serbia and kind of realized for one, um, that I, I didn't really feel this attachment to those clubs. And then two, that sometimes, and I think we have a, one of our Twitter followers that said this too, sometimes it's just best to like the club that the person that you're hanging out with the most likes as well. Now, I think a lot of times women have gotten a very bad rap for just deciding to like a club because that's the one that their partner likes. Um, and I'm not saying that that should be your only choice in the matter, but I'm also saying if you're hanging out with somebody and you're doing all this stuff with them and they have this passion for a team and they're sharing it with you and that's evident in them, then why would you, I mean, yeah, sometimes it can be fun to deliberately choose the opposite team like the person last time who said that they chose Arsenal because, no, they, they chose Spurs, right? No, they chose, they chose Arsenal. Believe me, yeah. I remember that. They chose <laughs> Arsenal because uh, 
their other half was a Spurs fan, and it was just fun that way. Yeah, sometimes it can be fun, but at the other time, at the same time, if you don't have a club and you're listening to this other person talk and they're getting into it and they can tell you about it, why not say, okay, this is going to be my club too? I mean, I'm not saying give up. a Like, I would never, I'm still a Napoli fan. I'm not going to switch teams on that. If you if you have your own thing and your own identity, don't subsume it. But at the same time, don't automatically be like, well, I can't do this because the rest of the world would see me as a weaker woman. Is that making any sense or am I just like going off? I think that does. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we talk about there's so many ways to be a woman. You know, there's so many ways to be a feminist. There's so many ways to be a football fan. Why not? Nobody gets to the right to tell you why and how you get to enjoy your club. It's yours. Or your five clubs, if you're me. Or your five clubs. I I get to tell you to maybe not wear that combination of clothing to the Derby just because I worry about your safety. (laughs) You have the right to tell me you're going to do it anyway. So um, there's I that. have to say I did did buy a half and a half scarf for oh, Napoli Zvezda. Just because. Come on, that that's like the most legitimate half and a half scarf that I has just, ever been made. Yeah. Listen, we just worry. <laughs> <laughs> we no, the half and half scarf is perfect because then either whichever fan group she's with, she's safe. Because yeah. it's just a half uh, and half scarf. Right. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was fine. I was totally fine that night. Nobody nobody said anything. Um, I do, it's okay. I really want to quickly touch on the Sounders as well because this was another issue I got into with some people back when the Sounders first came into being. Because when that happened, when they came into MLS, you know, they attracted a huge following at the time. And I was from Oregon and living in Seattle and people were like, well, why are you a Sounders fan all of a sudden? Why are you not a Timbers fan? Blah, blah, blah. Timbers hadn't joined MLS yet. So essentially some people were saying you like them just because they're an upper division team and you're not, you know, liking your hometown team. First of all, like we just said, don't comment on anyone's fandom that way. It's not cool. But I just want to share this story really quickly. Um, my mom, I don't know if other people's moms have this, but she has this hope chest, um, which used to be a thing where women kept like all their fancy embroidery and uh, night clothes and all that kind of stuff. But she would essentially keep the, her old clothing and whatever. So when I was in high school, I would rate it for vintage type t-shirts. And she had the old Sounders, like, I don't know, from like 70, the mid 70s. They've revived the shirt now. You can buy it for like $70. Um, But I used to sneak that t-shirt out of her 
hope chest and wear it. And I didn't really know what it meant because I wasn't really a soccer fan yet. Um, but I thought it was an awesome little logo. And <clears throat> and it was a very vintage looking shirt. So I remember when I was in Seattle and I was getting into soccer and the Sounders were coming into town and literally like walking distance of the apartment I was living in. Like, of course I'm going to like the Sounders. My mom had a Sounders shirt from when they first came into being. I used to wear that shirt. I lived, you know, my mom's family's from Seattle. I don't understand why this isn't something I would do. Like, why not celebrate the team of the town you're living in and enjoy it? Uh, do you have to go the other way and be non-hipster or something and reject it simply because everyone else is loving it? I, I just don't get it. I I loved the Sounders. I loved wearing her shirt, and I loved being part of their for part of their first two seasons and getting to experience that whole new uh, hugeness around the club. I guess, and I'm still a fan. It's just really difficult from you know, the other side of the world, which I think so many people have that problem. But the only thing is I'm not a late night person and other people are willing to get up and watch their European teams in the morning. (laughs) I'm not willing to stay up and watch them. You also forgot the one really, really, really important factor, which is Nico Lolledo. And I, I'm a little upset. Per, I feel personally just but sort of attacked. just talking about the first two seasons? Yeah, but again, I, I, <laughs> personally, I, I, I just want to talk about how I feel about your oh. fandom. <laughs> I feel. Yes, I have minutes. So. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Your disapproval has been registered, and Thank I am you. sorry. But I support your fandom in however, yes. whatever form it takes. I appreciate that. I support yours as well, even though you haven't told us about it yet. Okay. I think, well, um, I think you guys know about it, um, but I will sort of re-up it. Um, I was a Man United fan for my turbulent uh, pre-teen and teenagerhood because um, when we, when my family first got, I guess, whatever passed for, like, cable, um, they were really the only. It was probably called cable, Jesse. Right? It was like basic. It was basic cable, um, and they were the only team that they. I remember you could you could basically watch like Man United and Arsenal, um, and they had Diego Forlan and Beckham and Ruud van Nistelrooy, and um, it was magic. I mean, Forlan was like in all of his, you know, flowy blonde gorgeousness. Um, and I do mean that in, in like, you know, I was, I was like a 12 year old preteen and, and to see, um, an Uruguayan playing on, on, on the screen like that and play really well. Um, but also to see like this beautiful, beautiful man got, got, you know, everything going. Um, (laughs) so, um, I went all in, like my parents got me to Jersey for my birthday one year. I had Man United socks. 
Yeah. Sorry, not judging, not judging. No, I know. I listen. <laughs> I judge myself. Sorry, Giselle. And, uh, um, but Giselle, see, I can never judge you. Um, and then, but my father has been a Tottenham fan forever. Um, I did because, not know that. Yeah. So for him, growing up in Uruguay, um, he would listen to them on the radio. And Whoa. I know, Basic right? Cable. Basic radio cable. <laughs> And um, and then Goose Pochette was the very first Uruguayan to play in in England, and he played in Tottenham. And um, I, there's like this weird hereditary. I don't I don't know what it is. Where suddenly I realized that whenever I'm still a Man U fan, but whenever a Man U played against Tottenham, I kind of wanted Tottenham to win, and it felt weird. <laughs> I had weird conflicting feelings. I was like, this doesn't feel right. And then. Well, were you 13? Was that the problem? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like 13, all your feelings are, I was like, yeah. I have weird Tottenham hormones. And then my weird <laughs> Tottenham hormones like got bigger. And I was like, oh, uh, now I like them even more. Like my, like I went through like a Tottenham puberty. Um, <laughs> and, and then I didn't just want them to win against men. You know, I wanted them to win like all the time. Um, and, and I couldn't stop my feelings from growing. Um, and suddenly I was a Spurs fan and I totally blamed my father. And I looked at him one day and I was like, you did this to me. This is terrible. <laughs> and I can't get rid of it and I hate it. And, uh, and then we were like sitting on the same couch watching them instead of like on opposite sides glaring at each other. And I was like, this is really uncomfortable and I don't. I don't appreciate this like spursiness, but I guess I am infected now and um, fine. At least I have Deli Alley. So that's what happened. And somehow it never managed to affect your mother. My <laughs> mother grew up within shouting distance of Shea Stadium, whatever it's called now. Um, and we'll sometimes walk into, we used to take her with us to um, see the Metro stars. And she uh-huh. would, she had a crush on Tony Miola, circa like ponytail era. And uh, if that says anything, and then she would sort of yell things like offside when it was like, <laughs> uh, so I love mother. She is a wonderful woman who gives no shit. About the beautiful game. Um, but she's a fantastic tweeter when we put her on yeah. during the beautiful she loves game. Loves us so much and supports what we do as long as she does not have to think about the details. Hi, Mama. Hi, I you. have two questions. Yes, well, ma'am. one's not really a question. One is the title of this episode is definitely Our Football Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And two, I feel like this is a follow-up to kind of all of our stories, which is maybe it's what kept us loving it. But did you ever consider not supporting your club when a certain player left? That's a great question. Um, I mean, when Diego Forlan left United, that was like a blow, but I was already Tottenhaming. Yeah, that's kind of cheating. Yeah. (laughs) Gareth Bale leaving hurt my heart. Yeah. But you know what? I think rather than not supporting Tottenham, 
and this goes for Penurel also, I, I, more, it's more like pieces of me go with them. Like you'll always be a little bit of a, like if I loved you when you were with Spurs, I'll still sort of always love you. Like you'll always be like former Spurs legend, um, Kyle Walker. <laughs> I don't know if I mean Kyle Walker, but like, you know, I'm always going to love you a little bit. Peter Crouch always, like forever and ever. So always a little bit, even if they like go to Arsenal. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I there I don't know. It's like this Do you guys have See, like, that? You're never I, dead I to can't. me. Unless you like really unless you're dead to me. Yeah. I mean, like I can't love Higuain. Yeah, why he would you? But I mean, he was the top scorer for Napoli and Yeah, but he's Higuain. I support that. <laughs> <laughs> I why do I talk about Argentines? Why? Correct. Why? <laughs> But, on the other hand, I will always love Cavani. You want to talk about Cavani? Yeah, let's talk about Cavani, because I love him so much. See, and if Cavani were to go to, like, Man City, I, ew, would have to love him. I would not love Man City, but I would love the shit out of my Cavani, no matter what. Yeah, but that's kind of a different thing. That's not, I mean, he was never a spur. So, right. now you're, now you're... Well, Kyle Walker. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, so it all comes back to Kyle Walker. Somehow. Ew. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> That's the alternate title. Yeah, the yeah. alternate title of this. What are we calling this one? My Our Football Puberty. It all comes back to Kyle Walker. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's the problem with Mad Libs. Uh, um, don't worry, I'm feeding it right now. Megan, did, do you ever consider stopping? That's what made me think of it is, so the, probably the biggest blow. When Ronnie Kadir left, that was going to happen. He had been benched all season. I was happy to see him go in a way because, you know, he deserved to play. And the same thing with Terrence Boyd. But then Dominic Kaiser, the eternal captain of RB Leipzig, um, <laughs> in my and many others' opinions, um, left this summer. And um, there was a hot second, not where I thought that I was going to stop liking them, but I was like, I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little bitter yeah. toward my own club because he had been with them through all their promotions, scored their first goal in the Bundesliga, and for no apparent reason was put aside for other midfielders and then just kind of shoved out the door. But he did get a goodbye game, so that kind of helped a little bit. <laughs> to say um but coming I guess my before RB Leipzig was supporting Germany and then just following a bunch of teams so I guess I'm more used to that and now I get updates on a Danish team just to see how Dominic Kaiser is doing so (laughs) I mean I think we're all a little bit like that I think it's more about and we can talk about this as maybe we should jump into this when we talk about choosing a team but like there's it feels like there's a big difference between loving a team who you will keep loving and loving a player who you sort of start loving a bit of their team so but maybe we should read a couple more of those stories before we jump into that part so we actually just got one um Abel Fassi Bejani, you came in right at the, the good thing we checked. 
the account <laughs> because this is a good one um, wrote um, Tractor Sazi because this team gave and are giving me the feel of existence and recognition as a human being. That oh, is wow. some testimonial to your team. Yeah. Um, and I hope they appreciate you for appreciating them like that. They should give you a jersey. Um, Fine jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Um, I also, a, another one of the um, just accessibility ones that I really love is from Rahul W. Men United, simply because I used to see them on the newspaper in Singapore growing up more often than not as they were winning. Also, <laughs> United are big in these parts, product of the environment around me. Totally get that. And I wonder what would have happened had it been like Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> you would have felt like And don't we vulnerable. have a Newcastle one? I'm pretty sure we have a Newcastle one. Uh, oh, yes. Steve Store, Storehurst says Newcastle because when I was just becoming a soccer fan in 2006, they were a fringe level, very good team with cool kits and a great deep history. And I immediately love Shearer. Shearer, sorry. <clears throat> also, I saw the movie Goal, so, and then I uh, imagine he just shrugs. <laughs> we are absolutely going to talk about that movie probably very soon, so don't worry do about our- it. Pop culture episode. Yep. And the, the, oh the God, ridiculous gold. magic of goal! Exclamation mark. Goal too. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Iconic. There's a goal too? Oh, yeah. there's a goal three. Oh my. Yeah, okay. no, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, Which one is the one where he goes to Real Madrid, sorry. I think that's two? Two, yeah. You know what, I have to and do research that's on That's where they're like... There are actual Real Madrid players in the movie. Yeah. Like Beckham oh, right. and yeah. in there. Yeah. We, yeah. I'll do some research just to make sure that I'm not like misleading anyone, but I think it's two. I, think I don't want to like lead anyone astray. Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. Um, yeah. How do we follow <laughs> goal three with somebody else's story? I mean. Oh, don't worry. I got one. I, we got a great right. one. One of my favorites, actually, even though it's about Arsenal. You know which one this is. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. We got so many. Oh, I like this one, too. They're both about Arsenal. Damn it. You guys, why are you making my favorites about Arsenal? This is very upsetting to me. Fine. I'll read them both. But you're all in trouble. Okay. So, Asa Upreti wrote, unsure if it's too late to reply. It's not. Look at that. Arsenal, ugh, because of Wenger Ball slash Tiki Taka slash their general style of play, Mesut Ozil, they have the coolest name and process of elimination among the big six EPL clubs. I mean, that last part, like, you could have done that process of elimination a little better. <laughs> but, but, I, mm, all right, but you're in good company. Because we've got this very interesting story. Kirsten and Reagan, do you want to story read story within story? a story, really, right? Yeah. Do you want to read this meta story from Sean of Brown? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sean of Brown, who's that's the Twitter handle right now. The name is just Halloween, which is lovely. Um 
said, first of all, um, that Kirsten did not find the start of the thread first, said, Arsenal, partly because of Nick Hornby, but also because of Douglas Adams' less than flattering mention of the club in the opening pages of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then, I, I mean, we all know... Okay, I'm not going to say we all know Fever Pitch because some of you may be very new to the sport or maybe our mothers or something like that and may not have read Fever Pitch. But if you haven't read Fever Pitch, go pick up a paperback. Don't put it on your Kindle. You need the paperback and you need to put it in your back pocket of your jeans. Also, if you if you look up the movie, make sure it's not the baseball Drew Barrymore, um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon one because it's not the one you want. Yeah. Just pro tip. <laughs> yeah, you want the Colin Firth version. Um, so, sorry, I threw my microphone down and lost the thread of this thread. So I asked for more details on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because despite knowing about the number 42, I know pretty much nothing else about that book. <gasps> Y'all do. No. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, you guys know about the book, but you sound so surprised at the mention of Arsenal in it? No, I'm just I'm just sad that you don't know about yeah. them. I I've read all of them. Yeah, yeah, I read them all in high school. Me too. Then, then why are you so surprised by this? Okay, let me read it. <laughs> Maybe I have to reread. Yeah. Apparently, yes. Okay, so, uh, Sean F. Brown says yes to that question. Um, <laughs> Sean F. Brown says. <laughs> You have to understand, I was 10 or so, 1986-ish, and living in Texas when I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so no idea about English football. However, I was already a Cubs fan, so I know all about hopeless teams and had a soft spot for lost causes. (laughs) I hear you, Sean, because, as I said, I'm stuck being a Mariners fan. (laughs) Anyway, in the second chapter... Adams writes of Arthur and Ford going to the pub for beer and peanuts before the Vogons arrive to destroy Earth. I have no idea what's going on, but I know the next part is funny. <laughs> Adams writes. I'm so glad you're the Ford one reading this. Him, the world is about to end, which. Okay, world's about to end. I'm getting it now. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Nice weather for it. And starts pulling pints. He tries again, and I'm I'm assuming this is this is uh, Ford that's saying this. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Okay, Arthur R- tells Sorry, Ford. I got yeah. a little confused because Sean here just wrote Adams writes, and that was a little. Next time, Sean, a little more clarity for those of us who have absolutely no clue what's going on in this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Arthur tries again. Going to watch the match this afternoon, then? Ford glanced around at him. No, no, no point, he said, and looked back out the window. What's that foregone conclusion, then, you reckon, sir? said the barman. Arsenal without a chance? No, no, said Ford. It's just that the world's about to end. Oh, yes, sir, so you said, said the barman, looking over his glasses this time at Arthur. Lucky escape for Arsenal if it did. Then Sean says, 
Didn't know what it meant at the time, but I read that series enough that when I did start looking for an English team, it stuck out and seemed obvious. Uh, Sean, I'm not sure that we have anyone else that's mentioned Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as a reason for finding a team, but we think it's amazing. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it really Very made great. us all laugh. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Hope hope that choice is working out well for you, right? <laughs> it worked out today. That's true. It did work out just before we started uh, recording this podcast. Yeah. Um. Well done. So <laughs> that, I don't know how to follow those two. Is the problem? Oh. Um. Well, we do have the really big story that um about Liverpool. If we want to skip to that one. Hmm. Or do we have a couple others that we need to. Um... Basically, we want to say that you guys all have really great stories. So thank you for this. Um, and anytime we ask you for them, maybe just try being a little bit more boring. So we don't have to like struggle <laughs> sharing. Them. I, I like the there's two. Um, let me let me get a couple in here. Um, uh, there's Kim. Kim Jobiel. Who says, I am from Kenya, started out as a Chelsea fan, which seems popular, because uh, everyone here was either Arsenal or Man U. Then in 2010, Roman sacked my favorite coach of all time, Lottie, in the Everton corridors. So I switched to Arsenal and haven't looked back since. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, gotta love those... Uh, ones that just stick with the that that attempt like you did with your father attempt to go branch out something new something different and then scurry right back to the fold it's It's hard well okay (laughs) here and also we have some people with amazing um twitter handles so at laura and order 2020 laura danvers great job i love it uh, wrote, inherited being a Man United fan for my dad and granddad, right? But fell in love with him when I was about six when Beckham scored from halfway against Wimbledon. My brother and I would recreate it, commentary included, in the garden for a solid year afterward. Something about the audacity of such a young lad just pelting one over Neil Sullivan and celebrating like it was on the training ground really captured the feeling of being a United fan in the 90s. Anything was possible. Nowadays, not so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Laura, we are, um, I think we understand both of those feelings of um, being a young fan and, and feeling that sense of, of audacity and, and wonder um, and feeling a little bit helpless right now. And I think that's, that's part of the reason why we watch is there's an escapism there. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, sort of on that topic uh, Jane at Jing face wrote I went with a bar because they appear to be a club trying to do something different trying to stay in a league that favored two teams don't feel the same above but that was why I rooted for them for a while um, yeah there's there's a little bit of underdogginess yeah Jesse, Jesse's in the dark right now everyone uh, <laughs> so. you know why can I tell you what wait so this lamp, 
my my little lampy thingy here. Um, I have now bought light bulbs for it three times, and either they haven't fit or they blown out right away. And I'm just like, I speaking of giving up, Laura, give up. I don't care. I'll sit in the park. <laughs> I really okay. thought that's where you were going after that because you were in the dark. Oh, I'm just, I can't. I can't. Be- <laughs> on I'll turn the actual light on so everybody listening to our podcast can see me hello everyone I'm so glad you're here in my living room <laughs> I have to turn the light on wait now let's read a hopeful one because the light's on what have you got for me friends um I feel like next time we should give Megan some things to read um I'm gonna go ahead and read the Liverpool one and wrap it up unless we have another okay oh actually do you have the Canada one? That one stuck yeah. out to me. Although, you know, we should send that one to Sonia and have her read it in. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Oh, yes. Okay. At, okay, Brianna, you're making me, you're making me work for this one because your handle is at underscore sound of a smile. Oh, yeah, yeah. tricky. All right, Brianna. Club-wise, I can't even remember how old I was, maybe seven or eight. There was a Chelsea, there was a Chelsea game was on, and I liked the name. It stuck. Which is a, also, as good a reason as any, actually. As for national team, I remember feeling absolutely mesmerized watching the 2002 under-19 women's FIFA tourney. The hashtag Canada women's national team players became my heroes then. I was a goalkeeper, so Erin McCloyd for sure. I even ended up doing the crazy dyed hairstyles for my own soccer tourneys. Admittedly, the green and gold of my own club didn't look as cool as the red and white of Canada. Brianna, we are going to need a photo, please. So keep that. At Unusual Efforts. Thank you so much. Um, And then I found this other one I have to read, which is from Jake McIntyre. I was waiting for you to find that. (laughs) Jake McIntyre. He sent this 10 hours ago, and I remember just being like, I need to read this. says, I became a Villa fan, hi Kirsten, in 97, 98, because I fell in love with Dwight York. He was sold to Man U a few months later. So don't ask me for advice on life decisions. <laughs> well, Jake, let me tell you, I became a Villa fan, and where are Villa now? Oh, right, in the championship. <laughs> so we should also not ask Kirsten for advice on life decisions. Uh, or... Jake and Kirsten should have an advice column, and it will be great. And related related to that, um, every time I buy a jersey, the player leaves the club. So, for the player, they will leave the club within six months. Actually, when I bought an Ozil Real Madrid one, it was... Maybe I'm glad none of you all are Spurs fans. Yeah. Yeah, we're very cursy. <laughs> and not not just meaning saying the word, uh, yeah, not just meaning saying bad words. Right. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's uh, one last one that we have from October. And October... Woman, we talk a lot, and I've never asked you how you say your, not last name, but the name that you use on Twitter. Um, Aowen, perhaps? 
Um, it's I spelled, feel like there's a very cool Welsh name to say it. That we I know. Say. It really sounds like it's A-E-O-W-Y-N. So judging from that, it does seem very Welsh-ish with the combination of vowels. I'm sure she'll let us know very quickly. October also wrote a really beautiful um, article for us um, two weeks ago. Uh, I think it was a bit longer Longer? than that because it was before uh, before the season kicked off, I think. It was about uh, social media and players and what it can do to you. So if you all haven't read that, go just search social media, unusual efforts, and you'll find it. But before I get distracted again, I'm going to read this. So she's a Liverpool fan. Um, says, I've always been interested in football. I used to want to be Mia Hamm when I grew up. Definitely tried to pay attention during the World Cup as a child. I just love the passion behind it. I used to watch BBC News just as background noise. We'll, we'll discuss that later, October. That's <laughs> a little concerning. Uh And they would always get to the sports section and talk about what happened in the Premier League. I think I was about 12. Okay, it's still concerning. 12, (laughs) BBC News. All right. When they reported that Jamie Carragher broke his leg and tried to get up and continue the game and showed a clip and there were Liverpool fans singing for him so loud and he was being helped off the pitch and I knew in that moment that I would love him forever. And from then on, I just tried to look for Liverpool on BBC News whenever. I didn't understand Champions League, but I saw it. I think she means she watched it. She didn't just, you know, see it. Uh, And my heart did some weird palpitations when Xabi Alonso and Luis Garcia signed. Then I got my own computer in high school and was able to pay more attention. There's just something that was so tangible about Liverpool Something almost like home about being a Liverpool fan. Mm. The songs, the love of team. It felt like I belonged and that feeling has never gone away. It's just this huge love and this huge family that I have and it's never gone away. Um, And I just wanted to end with that one because I think um, that that's something that really keeps us with our teams. If you're lucky enough to find that like... Absolutely, that was one of the things that kept me both with Villa and Napoli was that feeling of belonging, whether it was to a city or to the club itself or to both. I think having it with both really helps. Um, And so, like, I don't know if we said at the beginning because my stupid headphones dropped and I wasn't listening, but um, who started this all? The reason that we're talking about this? Emily? We We, we do not, but we should, yeah. Okay, it's, um, what is it, M.C. Anderson, I believe. She was looking for a Bundesliga team when um, a bunch of the Saturday Bundesliga games were on. And the only ones that Efertistas were giving her were the teams that weren't playing when she (laughs) requested specifically teams for the second half of those, like, five Bundesliga games that were happening right then. Um, Unfortunately, there was a strong pulling for Gladbach, and she sounds like she's going to Werder Bremen, which, okay, I would have preferred other things, but it's acceptable. Um, But, Emily, if you're listening, and we hope you are, um, look for that. Uh, 
obviously for some people you can only have just one team that's like that for you. Others are lucky enough to get it with more than one. But um, be okay with shifting your teams if it doesn't feel right at first. Be okay with waiting until you find that sense of community and that sense of belonging and that, you know, noise of an entire stadium cheering for one of their players or um, just the community that comes around you and welcomes you in. It's okay to... I mean, we joke about we'll give you enough gifts of a certain player or a certain team and you'll become like that, become a fan of that team. But really, if you do, it's probably more about the community that of us reaching out and saying, be one of us, come to us, hang out with us, um, than it is about the stupid little gifts that we're sending you. So, yeah, take the time to pick the team that's right for you and find the the one that makes you say oh yeah you know it's a feeling that's never gone away essentially yeah and like Megan said enjoy that process too because then you you know you get to watch a bunch of games and you know find find what you love through football (laughs) what could be better and not be tense about it I mean yeah. When you're being a neutral and you don't care who wins, that that's sometimes the that's the best. best part. Yeah. And what is the Bundesliga the process? Yeah. Sorry. Man. I've watched the Bundesliga since 2011. And it took me until 2015 to find Leipzig. So. Wasn't yeah. that because Leipzig weren't in the Bundesliga? Well, <laughs> but they were. They were still a team since 2009. <laughs> but no one cared. Yes, but they were not technically in Bundesliga without a number in front of it. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Okay. But none of the other teams just, none of the other teams fit. I watched, I would watch four games at a time and I still couldn't find a pool. I always try to give Megan grief and it just never works. She's so easygoing too. I know. Megan, everyone listening, Megan is... (laughs) a unicorn of a human like the other day i was just trying to send her all of these leipzig gifts and she was just like oh yeah okay this is nice everybody look at this blah 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 okay we're good fine <laughs> trying to torture so you it's not working <laughs> no it's wonderful i mean when i start off with a gif of my own coach you know like injuring his hamstring in a celebration I had a pretty low bar to begin with. That's true. Speaking of low bars, do we even want to get into the fact that there is Champions League, Champions League this week? Or do we just want to tell people, listen, people, there's Champions League this week. You know, I'm pretty sure if they're listening to this podcast, they probably know that there's Champions League this week. Yeah. Again, except for the moms. I know. Moms, you're doing God's work. So listen, (laughs) there's Champions League this week. I feel like we should tell the three moms which three Champions League and Europa League teams they're supposed to be supporting in case they don't know. Mommy? Kirsten, what's your mom's name? Barb. Barb. Megan, what's your mom's name? Lori. Okay. Mom, Barb, and Lori, listen. Tuesday and Wednesday, there's Champions League. Okay? Mama, for you, that means that Tottenham is playing PSV Eindhoven a team on which there is also an Uruguayan 
So basically, you can't lose. Okay? <laughs> Just sit there, yell, yell, Uruguay, and you'll be fine. There is no homework for you to do. Cool. All right, Kirsten, you're up. Mom, you have it a little more complicated. You're up on Wednesday. And the thing is that Napoli play PSG and Red Star play Liverpool. It's okay, though. They're not playing each other. Just know you are cheering for Napoli and you are cheering for Red Star. Napoli slightly more important, but we don't like to talk about that sometimes. Just keep it in the back of your mind. They're at the top of the group. Barb, listen, on PSG... No, 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 don't listen. Barb, Barb, on PSG, um, there's this really lovely tall player with beautiful cheekbones and great hair. His name is Cavani. So we wouldn't mind if he scored a few goals. We want Napoli still to win. But if Cavani scored a goal, you could celebrate. That'd be fine. Also, I love your daughter. She's wonderful. Thank you for making her. Okay, that's it. Uh, Megan? She already does find Cavani handsome. Just so uh-huh. everyone knows. Your family's great. All right, Megan, yeah. go for it. Okay, Mom. We are not rooting for the team from Austria this time. <laughs> you forgot to tell your mom. You forgot to tell your mama what league. Yes, uh, we're in the Europa League, so we're on Thursday. And there's going to be two teams with very similar jerseys playing. <laughs> Ooh, complicated. <laughs> in the same group, but they're playing opposite people. <laughs> okay. So we're the one from Germany that does not have Red Bull in the name. <laughs> Just RB. All okay. right, yes. All right. Okay. See, that still confuses me. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Lori, I'm sorry well, about this one. It doesn't help that sports media in general, and this is a whole different thing, still tries to put Red Bull Leipzig because they're trying to emphasize the sponsorship aspect. And even though that's not the team name, the team name's a wonderful German made-up word that means grass ball sport. Are you sure it doesn't mean Red Bull? No, I probably... Well, that's what the RV means. But it's a... I prefer to go with the made-up German word and say it all the way out, which is grass ball sport Leipzig. Hmm. All right. Pretty much Jesse's mom wins this week. Uh, I mean, listen, she has a lot to deal with with me, so, like, let her be. All right. Moms, we support you in all of your fandom. And now, we're going to support everyone, because we're giving you the gift of alcohol. Correct, but not actually the gift, because we'd probably get arrested. We're giving you the gift of alcoholic suggestions. Yes. Yes. And I really like Megan's. I don't even have fear, and I really like Megan's. I know. I think Megan should just do all of ours. Megan, go. I can do it. Okay. Mine is, I'll be honest, I may have just typed into Google funny beer suggestions um, and then went through for ones that I thought would fit. So I'm going to be completely honest. I've not tried this beer. But mine is Space Station Middle Finger by Three Floyds Brewing Company. (laughs) For those of you who are not familiar with this beer, it is an American pale ale that promises to answer all of your questions about the universe, which is why I'm going to need it when RB Leipzig play Celtic. That also works really well with um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 
It does. Yes. So good, good job. job. It's like you knew. Yeah. I just wow. have a gift. <laughs> or Google has the gift. Does oh, Gary. <laughs> Google knew. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. Kirsten, do you have one? Um, I have you're the only one of us who like actually knows beer. I, I know. And, and after Megan's, it's not going to be anything. But, you know, um, it's been... I'm just going to come out and say it. It's been, like, a very tough two weeks for me. Um, a lot of people know that I am I have chronic illness and I'm recovering from surgery. And it's been six months and there, there's been some setbacks. Um, so, basically, and speaking of mommies, um, when I'm like this, and I think a lot of people are like this, no matter how old they are, they just want their mommy. And in my case, I also, that also means wanting familiar things, like a familiar beer. So my recommendation to the world this week is um, <clears throat> Deschutes Black Beer Porter, which, while not my gateway beer, was one of the first craft brews that I ever tasted and remains one of the absolute best um, widely available craft beers and considering it's coming into fall for almost everybody now, it's darker beer season and it's um, sweet but not too sweet and alcoholy but not too alcoholy. It's pretty much a lovely Goldilocks type mm-hmm. beer that should nurture you well through Champions League games. Well, I hope you get as much nurturing from that from everything. As you can. You know, I'm not going to lie. I usually actually turn to Rakia when I'm in pain, but... Don't mix those things, okay? <laughs> I absolutely do not know. <laughs> okay. Um, I cheated on this one to you guys. I'm, like, cheating on everything today. Um, I love yours. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker. Um, I love the U.S. Women's National Team so much. They are the only U.S. National Team that I recognize. And I effing love Megan Rapino with all my black little heart. Um, and uh, just for her, like, soccer kick-assness, but also today when things are shit, um, I think everybody should be as unapologetically political on every field as they possibly can. So I'm going with a Megan Rapino noir <laughs> because... I think you should lift a glass and have some wine and take a motherfucking knee. Um, so, absolutely, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, and on that note, other things that I'm not good at, um, aside from beer, are asking people for money. But Kirsten, I hope you let me do this um, because I think that um, you should get paid for all the editing that you do because we get paid and that's because of you and you um edit non um you edit when we say shit like non <laughs> and you get paid and that's dumb so um give me a second don't interrupt me please and thank you while I do this so um I don't know if you guys know this but sometimes I send Kirsten like 
14 and a half pages worth of like stream of consciousness uh, proposals on <laughs> um, topics like um, why Harry Kane looks like, uh, I don't know, Amy Poehler and why that relates to, um, you know, spirituality. And Kirsten somehow manages to edit and shape that into a beautiful magical article that I feel proud of. Um, thus, she is basically a goddess of editing and writing and football and life coaching. And she does all of that um, on another time zone. Um, she does that on no sleep. She does that in pain. Um, have I mentioned that she doesn't get paid? Megan, did I mention she doesn't get paid? <laughs> I think you might want to mention it again, though. <laughs> she doesn't get paid. And she pays us. So. It is my opinion that um, editors should get paid for things and that Kirsten should get paid for things. And so I'm um, asking you, please, and thank you to um, go to unusualeverts.com and to contribute a little bit of money so that we can pay our magical editor, whose name is Kirsten and who I love so very much um, and who deserves it. You can interrupt now. Uh, well, done. I don't. I don't think I can because I'm a little teary-eyed. And no, I don't have to talk about that. I, I mean, I'll do more of that on the next one. I'm yeah. very much on that topic. But we can move on to the next one. Uh, no, I just really quickly wanted to say that some people might think, well, why should I contribute to Unusual Effort? There's not that much content going up right now. And um, I just want to say there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. We're getting a new store together. Um, I'm working more closely with the artists to try um to try to set up new things we're working on our social media calendar um and also working toward shifting toward the more magazine style format for the next year so there's a lot going on behind the scenes and then obviously it is work and i love doing it but all together yes even if you're only seeing one or two stories a week on unusual efforts it does take time to read and a lot of people I do sit and go back and forth with and try to help them develop a little bit as a writer because it is about pushing forth into other media outlets as well um, and I'm not good about talking up myself or about why I should get money but I just wanted to let people know that if they don't think that they're seeing enough content and wondering about that it's because we're really revving up for 2019. I am ferociously excited about our new store. <laughs> I cannot even tell you. Um, I may or may not have a wish list. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's some great stuff. There's good content. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just stay tuned. And pay your editor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, um, also, and though, if you're wondering where you can, there is a support us box in the corner of the website. And we will be getting our Patreon. That's another thing for 2019. We'll be getting those levels sorted out so that Patreon supporters will get some additional content. And also perhaps get to listen and see us have digital technology failures at the beginning of the podcast every time <laughs> they're not failures they're um learning experiences they're, that's so much better <laughs> good job. That's, yeah good 
<laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So if people want to um, tell you how great you are, send you gifts of Arby Leipzig or tell your mom that you did a good job, um, where can they do that? Megan, go. I'm at Rosenball Megan on Twitter. Amazing. Kirsten, if people want to ask you for pictures of your cats or ask Barb about Cavani, where can they do that? Uh, they can do that at KD Schlewitz on Twitter and Kirsten underscore lives underscore Belgrade on Instagram because sometimes there I show pictures of my cats, but only in the stories. They're amazing. Um, and... And you, Jesse. Oh, uh, at Jesse Loesch. Sometimes I retweet my mom because she <laughs> yes, does funny things. Um, and people can go and should go to at Unusual Efforts because I just um, tweeted the title of our <laughs> podcast and it's magical. But also, um, we sometimes put um, uh, job opportunities up there. We put amazing gifts up there. There's all kinds of great stuff. Um, and uh, aren't we announcing something tomorrow? <gasps> is, it tomorrow? Contest? is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Probably. God. Seriously, see, uh, I have to send you presents. Just send me. Kirsten is going to WhatsApp me her address in Serbia so I can send her presents because we're going to announce a contest soon. And it is the best thing. And I'm going to cry later about how great it is. Go on Unusual Efforts. Please make me happy and do this concert. Concert? No, no, no. Please make me happy <laughs> and do this contest. Please and thank you. I'm so excited. I'm not even going to tell you what it you'll is. You'll see that on our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook and pretty much everywhere. Because oh, it's a two-week-long con- contest and you got to get it done quickly. So, Yay! <laughs> oh, this is so great. Okay. Um, do that. Go on Man on the Post. Tell them how great they are. Tell Ross what I said about him. Um, <laughs> see what he responds. Check out their other um, uh, podcasts. They did one today called Pieces of Me. You can listen to Allie's adorable Scottish accent. Just, you know, do all these things. And um, and let us know what you think. We are really always here for your suggestions and comments and uh, pet photos. And should we uh, tell them what next episode's name is going to be? Yes. Maggie, you want to do it? <laughs> she doesn't remember. I don't think she remembers. <laughs> uh, so, Mimsicality June has just given us, aside from a, a really great article coming soon, um, some of the best question suggestions ever. So, we have saved them up. And, Kirsten, what is our next one going to be? I believe it is The Apocalypse... And the five left standing. Oh my god, that's not good. But I okay, I'm tweeting that right yeah. now. Remember, and we keep it. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Um, and it really, how do we beat that? We don't. Um, <laughs> have a great week. Come back for the the contest. Um, and and vote. And vote. Yeah, and vote. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.